0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: And it's time now for invest wisely with our expert Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. The uh, AKW Group invests its clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios uh, to suit your particular needs, whether you're working or retired or getting ready to retire. If you got any information about that, you can always call their office in Akron at two three four. But for the next half hour, Walt is with us live at 330-673-1234 to talk to you about money, about the stock market, and about investing. Well, Walt, it seems that the investors are on Santa's naughty list because they're certainly not getting any gifts from Santa Claus in the past week, are they?
2: (laughs) No, Bob. The the market definitely changed direction on us, and we've been talking about that, that You know, the market doesn't go straight up. I mean, it can go down, and and that's definitely what we experienced last week. You know, we had hoped for some better, you know, Christmas gifts and and that we'd have a melt-up into the end of the year. And, uh, you know, the stock market got knocked around a lot last week, a lot of volatility. Uh, The week even didn't really explain the total volatility. But for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, trade off about 319 points. It was off about 0.9% year to date those numbers now have dropped back down to thirteen percent. So the Dow Jones year to date at thirteen percent. The S P five hundred index was off fifty six points, one point two percent. Uh still holding at twenty point eight percent, Bob. Um so the S P five hundred index, which again is more a reflection of those big stocks. Remember it's a capital weighted index, capital uh, market weighted index, so The largest companies in that index have the most uh, impact, so again, at 20.8% year-to-date. The NASDAQ was off 2.6% the week, lost 406 points, Uh, currently sits year-to-date at 17%. And the Russell 2000, which is the measure of those small mid-cap stocks, was off about 86 points, about 3.9% down, year-to-date at 9.3 percent. So you can see those small mid-cap stocks really t- traded off quite a bit over the last couple weeks. Uh, nine of the 11 sectors ended the week in negative territory. Uh, the communication sector was off almost 2.8 uh, percent. Consumer discretionary was off 2.4 percent. Financials were off 2 percent. Uh, real estate was up 0.1 uh, and utilities were up 1 percent. So a little bit of flight to safety there. But A lot going on, Bob. A lot to talk about, and you know everybody's wondering what's uh, what's it going to look like, and will this volatility continue?
1: Well, volatility and uncertainty are linked in the stock market. The stock market hates uncertainty. And uh, we're starting to see a lot of uh, uncertain uh, things come into our our economy, our society, everything from supply chain concerns to new concerns about COVID variants to uh, the lack of uh, a lot of action in Washington on some of the uh, bills that have been proposed. So there's a lot out there that's uh, concerning and that can be unsettling for the investors. Now, as an investor yourself, what is the best way to approach uh, this kind of uncertainty?
2: Well, I mean, you have to have perspective. Again, we go back to those things we always talk about, you know, financial discipline, common sense, thinking for yourself, uh, having realistic expectations. You know, we have to take a breath for a minute and pause and remember that, you know, we've done some unprecedented things the last couple of years. You know, we had lockdowns of, of the entire U.S. economy, which we've never done in the past. We you know, the Fed printed over four trillion dollars of new money and, and put it out in the system for uh, you know individuals and, and and businesses to to be able to utilize to get through this pandemic. The government has borrowed at unprecedented levels. You know, another five trillion uh, more spending out there right now, being you know hammered around in Congress. Those, those are unprecedented. You can't go back in history and really come up with which with much to to really know you know, what that's going to do. There's a lot of uncertainty. So I think the best thing to do is you got to block things into two timeframes. You got to block into what you do know and what you don't know. And I think for the next to six to 12 months, we have some certainty of, of how things, you know, should look, uh, you know, assuming there's not those black swans that we talk about, you know, the the economy is recovering, the, the variance. there's a lot of uncertainty about COVID still. Um, but a lot of the companies are showing progress and, and struggling, like you said, with supply chain, but showing progress. So, again, investing in, in what you know and, and really, you know, kind of you know, getting, getting to some real stability in the portfolios, I think, is important here. And then when you look out over that 12-month period, there is a lot of uncertainty. And I think as, as more information comes in through next year, Uh, there might be some drastic changes to strategy and tactics that need to be put in place. That's why, you know, really having a a strategy is so important. Having tactics that match that strategy are so important. Um, People out there, I think, are flying blind. A lot of them are buying things because they want up. A lot of people don't know what they own. Uh, It's time to get a handle on all that and think hard about what you're doing with your investments.
1: Now, this uh, new COVID variant, Omicron, that gets people worried about uh, the whole thing starting all over again like it did in 2020, uh, that's got a lot of fear in the market and uh, has to be contributing to market uncertainty. Do you think that's one of the big reasons for the major market weakness last week?
2: Well, it is, Bob, and we don't know who to trust. You know, government officials, um, you know, when you look at the FDA, when you look at... uh, you know, the World Health Organization, you know, the companies seem to be saying different things, you know, you just don't know who to trust and there seems to be an information vacuum. It feels eerily, very much like it did in two thousand and nineteen and two thousand and twenty when we entered that year and we knew there was a virus, but there was just so much uncertainty and, and, and you don't you don't know who to believe. So I think uh, you know, there's a little bit of PTSD out there in the market right now. A lot of people don't know what to think and of course that creates uncertainty, it creates fear. It creates people heading for the exits. It creates a lot of traders, uh, you know, deciding to take money out of the market and, you know, that flight to safety that we talk about. So, you know, as we get more certainty over the next few weeks, uh, it'll either, you know, probably result in a pretty big market rally or, you know, we'll continue to see the sell-off as, as uh, this information comes out about the variant.
1: Now, Jerome Powell, who, of course, was re-nominated to be Fed Chairman by the President, uh, has uh, kind of turned, uh, in his own uh, perspective, from hawkish to dovish. Now, we know what those terms mean in regards to uh, uh, military uh, themes, but how does that relate to uh, the Jerome Powell and the current Federal Reserve?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the dovish term, Bob, is a term that really means that monetary policy is favorable. It's, it's trying to create stimulus for the economy, make money a little bit easier. Um, You know, a lot of the programs that the the Fed has put in place the last two years are considered dovish, you know, the buyback of buying of bonds, the lower interest rate environments. And when you talk about hawkish, you you talk about a change in stance, uh, uh, you know, worrying about inflation, worrying about some of the the challenges that the Fed has. Um, They've been focused on employment. They've done a pretty good job with the employment numbers, getting people back to work, especially as the stimulus money and the, you know, the extra money for those uh, unemployed or not working has come off the table. But, you know, now they really have to kind of firm up and and fight inflation, as we see it being a very, uh, you know, a trend that's not going away. And, Powell had to walk back a lot of his comments. He he said he thinks it's probably time to retire the word transitory uh, and explain more clearly what it means, which really means we're redefining what inflation is. And as we've been talking the last couple months, it seems like it's sure sticky and it's going to be around for a while. And it's something we're going to have to make sure that we incorporate into our thinking as far as how we put our
3: investment portfolios together,
1: we're talking with Walt Sikarip, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. If you have any questions for Walt about the market, about your own investments, or how they invest their clients' money, you can call us at 330 673 1234 anytime this half hour. It's time now to look at, at the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does an incredible amount of reading and research every single week while urging listeners to think for themselves. There's always some the data that comes up that we might want to consider on the program, and you may want to consider too in your own investment portfolios. Uh, a recent study by JAMA Network Open, which looks at virtual medical visits, had some interesting insights about patients' feelings about seeing the doctor virtually versus seeing him face-to-face.
2: Yeah, Bob, so a lot of people would rather see their doctor face-to-face. So this, this big trend towards telemedicine, the fact that you know, we'll do more and more with telemedicine. I think a lot of people adopted it because of the fear of COVID and, you know, not wanting to make that trip to the doctor. But, you know, there's that overwhelming preference that people want to see their medical professionals face-to-face um, and that, that these these video uh, visits are, are, well, they're nice and sometimes helpful, aren't really the preferable method for a lot of people that are out there. So um, the, the statistics showed that in the study. And you know, it makes us kind of go back and reevaluate, you know, some of this trend toward video conferencing, video visits, video is the solution. Uh, humanity is still face-to-face in a lot of cases, and, and I think, you know, we're going to see a return to that in some degree as we go forward.
1: Another interesting trend this year in 2021, the reopening of the malls and the shopping centers has created a Santa shortage. <laughs> according to a man named Mitch Allen, who says he's the head elf at HiresSanta A new employment opportunity for me,
2: eh? <laughs> said there's a, there's a lot less Santas. Ten percent fewer Santas out there. People can't find Santas. Um, a big part of it is the average Santa weight out there is 248 pounds. A lot of these Santas would probably be subject to COVID uh, issues. Uh, those, you know, obesity is definitely one of the issues that. Uh, You know, has proven to be a a risk for COVID. So a lot of Santas are hiding from COVID. And unfortunately, the kids aren't able to, you know, get their wish list in, Bob. So it's it's something we're definitely paying attention to.
1: Now, another new trend is uh, something called SWAS, S-W-A-S. What is SWAS?
2: Uh, This is a new format for retailing, Bob. We're seeing it in shopping malls and larger retailers. Uh, where they're adopting uh, stores within a store. Um, So as opposed to retailers out there taking on the expense of real estate and new storefronts, they're going to retailers that have incredible store frontages, you know, uh, square footages, and they're negotiating the ability to put stores within the stores. We see this with targets uh, doing this very aggressively. They're doing it with Disney. Uh, They're doing it with Alta Beauty, um, where they're basically, you know, allowing uh, parts of their stores to be segmented off and little stores opening up inside of stores. So it's a very interesting trend in retail, and we'll probably see this a lot more as we go forward.
1: And uh, another pandemic outcome is the ever-increasing number of people who are now self-employed, which is a trend that was already started before, but I guess has really, really caught on now.
2: It is, Bob. More and more people are deciding, especially through the pandemic, to uh, you know take monies they've saved, uh, maybe 401k monies, things of this nature, leave their employer and go to self-employment. Um, uh, we see these numbers up by over a half a million uh, since the pandemic, the pandemic uh, began. We're at 9.44 million. And Self employment is a very attractive option, you know, being your own boss. Um, you know, I, I was my own boss for 17 years. I have my own shop, uh, you know, my own investment company for a long time, Bob, and there were a lot of advantages to it. Uh, there's also some disadvantages to it as well, and, you know, but uh, there is a, a big trend ahead of that way.
1: Again, if you have any questions for Walt Secure, 330-673-1234 is the number to call. Uh, Time now to move on to Stock Talk, where uh, Walt will talk about particular stocks that are out there. If you have any stocks you want to know something about, you're looking at it, you're fascinated with it, you own it. Wonder if you'd sell it right now with everything that's going on. He has more than 30 years' experience in the stock market. So, you want to call that number again this half hour 330 673 1234 and talk to Walt with your questions about stocks and other investment considerations. Well, uh, DocuSign. Over the last week, uh, dropped nearly 45% of its stock price, like $114. And the Peloton Interactive also was trading as high as $171, now down to $43, 74% off in its stock price. When you're an investor and you have a stock like this, what should you do when the stock experiences that kind of a decline?
2: Well, first of all, if you've lived through that kind of decline and you didn't have a cell discipline in place to to remove the holding, I think the first thing you do is don't panic. You know, I think you have to go back and reevaluate the story, you know, figure out exactly why you bought the company. This is why knowing what you own and knowing why you own it is so important. You know, we create a checklist of... You know all the companies we enter into. That you know we have we have a thesis. We know the metrics that we're looking at. We look for financial power and we look at its valuation and we go back and check all those. And sometimes, you know, a story just gets off track. Um, You know, for trading purposes, maybe it got ahead of itself. Uh, Maybe it's not justified the sell off. But a lot of times these sell offs are justified, and and you have to be careful. You know, it's you don't want to watch a stock again. This is that accounting turkey story you just don't want to watch it continually to erode away and erode away and uh, a lot of times it takes a long time for a company to recover you know we always say that and it's it's math it's simple math bob that when a stock goes down 50 percent you need a hundred percent return to get back to even so you know as the stock drops what you have to start asking yourself you know in a a situation like a docusign if it's off 50 percent from its highs you know does it have 100% potential to even get back to where I was? So, and and those are tough questions. Now, in DocuSign's case, you know, they had pretty strong earnings. Uh, they had a 42% revenue increase. They did $545 million over $382 million. They had a 164% earnings increase. Um, when we look at this business model, you know, we think that uh, digital signing of contracts and some of the value proposition as far as docu- document management with DocuSign is is a strong business. It was definitely helped a lot by the pandemic and the inability for people to get out and sign documents face-to-face. But we like the business model. We, we think the sell-off might be a little bit overdone. But at the same time, the stock was probably really far ahead of itself. So uh, you know, you gotta like I said, you gotta really kinda do your homework and make sure that you make good decisions. Uh nobody likes to see a stock go down like this, but sometimes it happens and then you have to figure out if you're an investor at this
3: price or if you're a seller and make that hard decision.
1: Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure on Stock Talk. You're on W N I R. Good morning.
3: Morning. Uh Walt well, I had a closing this week and everybody uh everybody used uh, DocuSign but me and my wife and they sent a actually sent a notary out to these people's homes to have the <clears throat> papers notarized <clears throat> and everything. I get my uh, emails at the local copy store, but I, everybody had the sign. and you did a nice review of that. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to tell you is I finally uh, did it this week. I, uh, I can finally have lunch at the cool kids' lunch table in the cafeteria. I bought B-I-T-O. Bitcoin ETF ProShares.
2: <laughs> How about uh, well, uh, Ken? You know <laughs> that cool kids table. It's a it's a it's a fun seat to sit at. Just be careful; those cool kids sometimes are uh, you know a little bit fickle.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's already gone down a point, <clears throat> but this Bitcoin thing. The head of uh, Twitter resigned to devote his rest of his career to Bitcoins. I thought that might be a good sign, but I don't know. I think it's all. I read an article on Barrons about that mining bitcoins. Did you read that? I sure
2: did. Yeah, That's, it's it's fascinating, Ken. I yeah. think it's a space definitely worth keeping it, you know, track of. And you know, having talking to you for a good part of time now, it sounds like you you have the ability to speculate a little bit and you know, put a little bit of money in these types of emerging investments. And, you know, for people that have the ability to do that, I think, I, you know, it's worth it's worth maybe taking a chance, but that's, that's really uh, – it comes down to an individual
3: decision. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I just uh, – <clears throat> if you – somebody, you know, it, it, I wouldn't recommend it necessarily for a older person. But anyway, it, it's interesting. It makes life interesting to see these new trends and everything. But anyway, hey, how about that Pepsi uh, – PepsiCo went up. I knew if I got my wife to eat enough oatmeal that uh Quaker oats would go up and Pepsi would go up. So uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oatmeal or uh, the potato chips, right? There's speed. there's a lot of a lot of segments there, but yeah, it's good to see. There there were some stocks last week that showed some strength, Ken, and I think those are the ones you gotta pay attention to, you know. Stocks that go up and down markets, uh, you know,
3: say that that's saying something about a stock. Yeah. Well have a good week, you guys. Thank you. All right.
2: You do,
1: yeah. Thank you for calling. You're on WNR at Walt Secure. Go ahead.
2: Yes, um, I'm looking at a stock that has a negative PE ratio. You might want to explain that to me why it has a negative PE ratio. Would you buy that stock that has a negative PE ratio? And uh, you'll get off and all this sudden. Yeah. So, so you know, just in general, you know, negative PE ratios mean that stocks have negative earnings. Sometimes a company might have a large write off or you know they're they're going through a period of time that uh earnings turn negative um it's it's it happens and therefore you know when you impute that pe ratio which is the price of the stock divided by the earnings um you you get a negative pe ratio with a negative earnings but uh you know i think the key to investment is always looking at future financial power thinking about you know can the revenues continue to grow can the profitability come back to the company was the the event that might have turned the earnings negative was it a one time event is it an ongoing issue um so a lot to think about when when you think about the uh you know the impact of a never negative pe ratio and whether it's a good investment or not
1: uh continuing to look at some of the other trends uh JP Morgan has a research titled Agony and Ecstasy that looks at companies that experienced a catastrophic loss in their stock prices. They've updated that report through last year, 2020. What were some of the findings in that?
2: It's a fascinating report, Bob. I've I read this report years ago and they updated it. Um that you know JP Morgan has a, a great research department and, and the, the name of this piece as you said was Agony and Ec- Ecstasy. It looks at individual stock selection and you know some some uh realities of stock selection. And again, we talk a lot about, you know, winning stock picks on the show. Um, it's a simple concept, but it's not always easy to do well. Um, they just uh, gave us some numbers here that I, I, I'll share with you from 1980 to 2019. So if you look at that, that that period of time, if you look at the companies that were removed from the S&P 500 and the different sectors you know, the uh, communication services sector, almost 49% of those companies removed. The discre- consumer discretionary, over 48% of those companies removed. When you get removed from the S&P, it means that, you know, typically your stock is underperformed, The the price drops to a level that it no longer should be represented in that index. So an interesting, some mind, more mind-blowing statistics from this report is that, if you look at the Russell 3000, which is basically an index of the entire U.S. market, uh, two-thirds of the time uh, a stock would have underperformed the index itself. Uh, so picking you know, individual stocks is difficult. Um, more than 40% of all the stocks in that index have experienced negative returns on an absolute basis. And just 10% of the stocks since 1980 can be defined as mega winners, you know, stocks that we, we really focus on. Because of survivorship bias, uh, we spend a lot more time talking about winners than losers. You know, nobody goes to a cocktail party and brags about their losers. You know, everybody talks about their winners, and we forget. You know, this what we talk about on the show is it's simple. It's a simple concept, but it, it's not easy. You know, it's much like dieting, Bob. You know, we we talk about dieting. If we want to lose weight and be healthy, it's a pretty simple concept. You know, move our bodies more, you know, eat less stuff that's bad for us, you know, make better decisions. Investing is very similar. You know, when we talk about investing in, you know, concentrated, focused portfolios of great companies, it's a simple concept. But... You know, just like dieting, we will see a lot of people obese, overweight, that can't, you know, do a diet. And and myself, being a professional investor for 30 years, I've seen a lot of people that just can't invest, you know, with with a lot of the things we talk about. Financial discipline, common sense, realistic expectations, being able to think for themselves. So uh, we we just wanted to put a little bit more reality back into what we talk about every week here is that, uh, you know, this isn't for everyone. Um, But it is for those that that have the right discipline and ability to follow through. And, and, you know, working with an advisor is definitely something that is helpful uh, when you're going through these turbulent and very, you know, tough markets.
1: Talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Now, not a lot of earnings reports anymore last week. Uh, So that's uh, a few stocks were in the news. We talked about already how Jack Dorsey has stepped down at Twitter. To uh, uh, be replaced as he goes into the uh, world of uh, of Bitcoin. Uh, again, we just talked about that earlier. But uh, as far as Wall Street is concerned, how do they react to that stock price?
2: I think overall they reacted positively at first. The stock closed down for the week, Bob. But you know there was always some criticism of Jack Dorsey. You know, at forty-five, trying to run two companies, running Twitter and Square, and the difficulties of that as the companies continue to scale and get bigger and bigger so you know as ken pointed out and you know a lot of listeners probably read you know he decided he was going to put his focus on uh the square which will be renamed now to uh, block inc um so they're going to rename that on, on december 10th you won't see the square name anymore you'll see block inc and uh dorsey will remain the ceo and the leader of that company and he's stepping away from twitter and uh you know turning the reins over to other very capable people so uh, these changes are sometimes required, and I think it shows some diligence and some good prudence on Jack Dorsey's part to, you know, realize that maybe it's a little too much on his plate at this point.
1: Now, Ulta Beauty also reported earnings last week and showed pretty impressive results. What do you think is going on there at Ulta Beauty?
2: Uh, you know, a lot of return again to the retailer. Um, this this is a. You know, a very powerful women's retailer. We we see people getting back into the stores, um, and and you know, with women being back out in the world, you know, for for various reasons, for beauty, for confidence, for you know, makeup and hair, and you know, making themselves look as as good as they can for themselves and for others is a trend that's definitely resurfacing and coming back. So, I mean, these stores are. Uh, definitely, you know, very attractive uh, to, to women, you know, out there as far as finding those essential beauty products uh, that they need. Uh, the stock showed really strong revenue growth for the quarter, up over 29%. Our earnings were up over 140%, so the return to profitability and financial power are there. And uh, the store traffic they anticipate will be very, very strong here in the holiday season.
4: Now, in
1: retail, uh, Dollar Tree is now the dollar-and-a-quarter tree store. Uh, But uh, they had some good results, but now they're emphasizing some higher-priced items. Do you think that's going to be a good plan for a a dollar-and-a-quarter tree?
2: Yeah, I I do, Bob. And we see it also with Dollar General. Dollar General also has made this move. They have a new retail operation called Open Shelf uh, that they have. uh, They believe they'll have about 1,000 of these stores. I think they're under 150 currently, mostly in the south. Uh, The focus is on a little higher priced items. I think these deep discounters are realizing for long-term survival, they have to have other products that have higher margins. Uh, They realize the pricing pressures of, you know, having uh, the deep discount offerings. And I think you see a lot of these stores starting to make the changes they need to make to be competitive in the retail environment as we continue to move forward.
1: Of course, the AKW Group is a member of the Robert W. Baird Organization worldwide, giving them investment banking and other uh, abilities to help their clients in their own individual portfolios. But uh, for December 2021, uh, Walt, what is your group focusing on right here in Akron in this uh, last month of the year?
2: Well, Bob, we we have a, a lot of elderly individuals. We're finishing up required minimum distributions. We throw that out to everybody. Make sure you get your required minimum distribution done from your IRA. A lot of people didn't take them last year because of the governmental act that allowed you to skip a year on the required minimum distribution, the RMD. But this year that has to be done by December 31st. If it's not done, uh, you know, there's some serious penalties for, for missing those RMDs. So make sure you get that completed. Also, as we said, good time to review and make sure you're in good shape as we head into 2022.
1: Well, Walt, seatbelts fastened. What do you see happening next week in the markets?
2: Well, but I think the volatility is going to continue. I think risk, uh, the risk trade, is uh, on everyone's mind. And like we said, either things are going to melt up or melt down. But. Uh, yeah, we're going to be at the controls, working hard, and staying on top of everything for our clients.
1: Once again, Walt secure is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. You can give them a call to ask about how they invest their clients' money and talk about your own situation at 234-466-7476. In Pennsylvania, Sue Marshall runs their office in Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh, 412-480-5090. And again, here in Akron, call AKW Group at 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six. Tell him you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron, Walt Secara. Once again, thanks for being with us on the program. Uh, good luck next week. We'll talk to you once more Sunday morning. Thanks, Bob.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed: the Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS; DocuSign <coughs> Inc., symbol DOCU; Dollar General Corporation, symbol DG. Dollar Tree Stores, Inc., symbol DLTR, Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON, PepsiCo, Inc., symbol PEP, Square, Inc., symbol SQ, Target Corporation, symbol TGT, Twitter, Inc., symbol TWTR, Alta Beauty, Inc., symbol ULTA. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated, or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Peloton Interactive, Inc., PTON, in the past 12 months. During the show, ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, BITO, was discussed for educational purposes. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risk, charges, and expenses of each fund carefully before investing. This and other information is found in the prospectus and summary prospectus. For a prospectus or summary prospectus, contact Baird directly at 866-442-2473. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing.